United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Ambassador, good morning. Good morning. Really, real pleasure to have you. So this is um, a bit of a fraught trip for the president. Well, any visit by the president is an important trip. So it has its challenges, but it also has its opportunities. Of course, Israel is in a bit of a muddle politically at the moment, but that's any Tuesday for them. Absolutely. That is the case because uh, Israel now has its fifth election coming up. Uh, in the last three and a half years or so. So they are in a difficult situation. Uh, But this did not prevent the the President of the United States to indicate that there is still interest in uh, visiting Israel, regardless of whether they have a a, a regular government or a caretaker government. Ambassador, the previous administration really gave the stiff arm to the Palestinians. And I wonder if Biden will be, I don't know, playing a little bit nicer this go around. Well, uh, in a sense, he has by returning uh, the United States assistance to the Palestinians. But in another sense, they feel that uh, there is much more that needed to be done, uh, in particular because the president has made a number of promises to the Palestinians that are yet to be uh, witnessed. So we are waiting to see how this would play out. Uh, but this is an important visit uh, to have discussions with the Palestinians, although no breakthroughs are expected. But it is going to set the stage in relation to how uh, this administration will deal with uh, the Palestinian question in the coming uh, two and a half years or so. How is Biden's relationship with Mahmoud Abbas? Uh, Well, I think he has known him for many, many years, and they have met on many occasions, whether when he was in Congress or as vice president and uh, today as president. So I think they have a very long relationship. And I think uh, the question is is not a question of chemistry, because I, I, I know that they know each other quite well. But the question is, what is politically feasible at this point in time, which is a very difficult time in as far as the Israeli Palestinian conflict is concerned? I mean, it's never a good time. Uh, what, what, uh, what do the Palestinians want at this point? What, what's the ask of Biden? Well, there are, as you can expect, there are numerous asks as far as the Palestinians are concerned. Uh, first of all, they want to see uh, what does it mean when the United States keeps saying that uh, the two-state solution is the only solution. If this is the case, then what is... Uh, the U.S. plan, what is the U.S. policy in relation to how this can be fulfilled. Uh, The second point is in relation to Jerusalem. Uh, uh, President Biden, even during uh, the campaign, promised that he will reopen uh, the consulate, the U.S. consulate to the Palestinians. Uh, This is yet to be also uh, achieved. Uh, And of course, there are questions in relation to the situation in Jerusalem and how uh, the situation in Jerusalem will be addressed because this is uh, a point of friction between Israelis and Palestinians. It has been for many times and will, con- will continue to be so. So there is a need to see how this issue can be dealt with. And finally, issues pertaining to settlements. And perhaps I can even add another point in relation to uh, having uh, the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, designated as a terrorist organization. This is also something that uh, Mahmoud Abbas would want to see uh, uh, terminated because this is affecting the presence of uh, a Palestinian office here in Washington. 
Mm, interesting. Um, is is there a sense that, that the two-state solution is dead, or is that still a functioning goal? Well, there are many who have, are now of the opinion that this is no longer feasible. Uh, not that they are not in support of a two-state solution, but they feel that uh, as a result of all kinds of developments on the Israeli front uh, in particular and the movement of the Israeli society to the right, that this has become a much more difficult proposition. So there are those who have leaned to trying to think about uh, different options and different solutions to address this, uh, this situation. However, there is a plurality of support uh, to the two-state solution, both on the Israeli side and on the Palestinian side. And there are those who believe that many of the other options that are being presented are not really practical and may not necessarily work. But then there are creative ideas to see how this can can work out uh, in some form of combination of openness, having two states, but also having two societies open to each other in the context of peace. Is, is there a general belief in the region that Israel is even open to a two-state solution? Well, as I mentioned, they are moving towards the right and they feel that there is no real pressure coming from the United States, coming from the Europeans, and even coming from a number of countries in the region who have normalized relations with Israel. They don't feel that there is huge pressure uh, on Israel to move in that direction. Therefore, they are trying to see how they can, uh, you know, try to avoid that as much as they can because they know that this will uh, you know, lead to all kinds of concessions that perhaps the Israeli right is not ready to move in that direction at this point in time. And the question of leadership as well. Mm. Indeed. Um, Ambassador, on the Saudi piece of this trip, uh, that seems also a bit of a minefield for President Biden. Um, Not to that extent. I think uh, it is a difficult situation because I think the relations has been tense. Uh, with a number of countries, uh, including Saudi Arabia. But uh, I think this is a crucial visit to set the stage. Uh, It will not be a a visit that will result in all kinds of breakthroughs and deliverables and so on. But it is important to set the record state so that the countries in the region and the United States would understand where, uh, what the demands are for, for, for each side and how they're going to deal with it, whether it's in relation to regional security on one side or whether it's in relation to aspects pertaining to uh, oil or in relation to how the region will deal with the situation in Ukraine and relations with Russia, as well as in relation to the global competition, particularly between the United States and China. So there are numerous items on the agenda and it will take a long time. But the question is whether we can set ourselves on a path that would lead to a more constructive relations between uh, the United States and countries in the region. Remember, the, the, the president of the United States will be meeting nine leaders in, in this uh, session. Mm-hmm. So it is important. They are nine key countries that have a huge influence on how the situation would evolve in the region. And of course, uh, hoovering over all this uh, will be the situation in Iran as well, where there are some differences between the United States and a number of countries in the region on how this issue can be pursued in a more effective way. So there is a long agenda and there are, uh, you know, there are ideas for how to deal with this issue in a constructive way. And I hope that this visit will result in a situation whereby 
uh, we are set on a path for a more constructive engagement between the U.S. and the countries in the region, especially in light of the fact that there was all this kind of discussion about uh, the U.S. withdrawal from the region, the U U.S. Uh, reducing its footprint in the region and so on. So there were all kinds of descriptions as to what the United States will do in the future in relation to the region. And there needs to be a better understanding of how this will take place, what does it mean, and what is the region willing to do also in relation to helping itself to getting out of the mess that we have uh, in relation to conflicts, whether it's in Yemen, in Syria, in uh, Libya in, in all kinds of places and of course is the Illipirassian conflict as well. Ambassador Hashem Youssef, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Good again. to talk. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.